Welcome to our podcast, where we discuss mindful consumption, personal style, and the quest for living a more intentional life. I'm Alyssa, and I'm a sustainable stylist. I'm Christina, a shopaholic turned minimalist-ish. And I'm Sina, a color consultant and slow fashion style coach. Together, we will unpack the nuances of what it really means to be a conscious consumer and find more joy in what we have right now. So grab your tea, your coffee, whatever your favorite drink of choice is, and join us in the conversation. Let's go. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about personal style and whether or not personal style is something that you can learn. Who gets to decide what is like stylish and what is not? To me, like you definitely don't need to be like a trained fashion stylist or trained in anything that has to do with fashion to be stylish at all. How do you guys feel about that? Totally. I think that personal style can be learned. And I think it's something that maybe we are always learning. I think you can find like the core of your personal style, but the fun part about style and experimenting and all that comes with changing it up and like exploring and having some fun. I I liked your first question, Sina, about how you were like, who gets to decide? And in my head, my first reaction was like, the wearer decides. Like, the wearer decides. You decide if you have good or bad style or if you like what you're wearing. And I think it comes down to what we talked about in one of our previous episodes about um, does how connected are personal style and you know knowing who you are as a person and I think I think personal style can be learned so long as you are learning about yourself I think I think that's what it is and I think maybe sometimes like Sina you said oh you don't need to be a stylist you don't need but I think there is value in I think some people do need that validation and I'm sure you see this like sometimes people if they put garment a on and then garment b you can see how they carry themselves differently in each garment they almost need someone to say like this one's for you like you're you're wearing this it's almost like you need that external okay so maybe i'm contradicting myself then maybe like the wearer ultimately decides but maybe sometimes sometimes you need like a supporting critical eye to say yeah this is you this is you because it suits your personality it brings out who you are all that stuff I don't know what do you think I agree with that but I also want to say like I think depending on what you're going for with your style okay we use words like flattering or um you know that looks so good on you and a lot of the times that's leaning into what makes you look the tallest and the thinnest and this um i'd say like what we have been told quote unquote looks good and but you might put something on and sure it may flatter you and you and and looks great and whatever but you might feel so out of place and just so like you know scrunched in and tense and you know just like not you at all and it's so off but what style like good versus bad style that might be quote unquote good style, but for me, it's, it's bad. It's a bad style. So it's like looking for, I think it's helpful to look for that like validation and to, to encourage us, I think, to like try new things and all that stuff. But it's like, what, what are they complimenting? I guess, like what, you know what I mean? 
yeah, for me, like, that's also why I wanted to step into the world of, like, style coaching more than just styling. Because I love styling. I love playing around with different expressions and, like, aesthetics. But for me, when I work with clients or if I have workshops, like, the most important is to help people unfold. I think that's also why sometimes when people ask me, what's the most, what's the best capsule wardrobe staples what piece should every woman have in her wardrobe I, I don't like talking about it because it's from every, it will look different for for everyone depending on what your style is and and you know even though I do teach like stuff like um like I do body type analysis and I do teach it um in my class and I definitely think that there are different ways that you can achieve harmony and you know conceal or enhance whatever but it's it's about like unfolding the tools and then using them in whichever way is suitable for you. Like definitely teaching personal style from like finding your style identity to figuring out what your body shape is and what feels comfortable on your body and figuring out what colors bring out the best in you. But it's not about having to look a certain way. Like it's, these are all just tools that you can use to empower you and make you feel confident. No, I think it's interesting what you were saying about how like all the different tools, it made me think of, um, <clears throat> sorry, the Kibe system. And it's like, it's almost like, what do you take or see, you know, like the different tools that you use, whether it's like the body type, the color analysis and the, the unfolding of the actual like personal style. I almost, it's, it's almost like you take what you need from each of those or take what resonates with you from each of those things and it's like uh, I think both of you made such a really good distinction of what's the what's that that critical eye or that that second eye saying it's like it's one thing to say yes this looks good on you but I almost feel like it's like is that the essence of the person and that's what made me think of Kibes because it kind of works with the I don't I don't use it personally too much but like it's almost like yeah is that the essence of the person like we're not looking at the body type are you standing taller are you feeling yourself in this like great like this is the the, the end goal is like that's it so and I think that's such a hard thing to nail down I think as humans we want I think that's we want the guides, right? Like we crave the structure, the rule. That way when we wake up, we can be like, ah, A plus B equals C. But it's it's a feeling I have to, it's like you throw stuff at the wall and you see what sticks and you figure it out as you go. I don't know, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I completely agree because I, I meet people all the time who like, they got a color analysis like back in the day when it was like, starting to get really popular and they hated their colors and it's not something you have to do like if you're content with the color palette you have in your wardrobe then don't worry about that don't don't worry too much about that move on to something else like move on to whatever it is that might be outside of that that you're not feeling content with whether that being like the fit or the style or whatever it might be um you don't have to do like the whole package Yeah, I think ultimately these rules and like the guides and the Pinterest infographics and stuff, I think they're all a really good place to start if you want to learn about that or like shift your aesthetic in that direction a little bit. Because there's a reason that like, you know, for me with like the capsule wardrobe, 12 items every girl needs infographic, the super classic minimal, you know, button, white button up, black slip dress, jeans, like I'm drawn to that. I So there's something in me naturally that is drawn to that. And I think part of learning your style and learning 
and allowing your style to evolve is to allow yourself to explore what it is you like and what you're drawn to. But um, for me, I found a lot of those things didn't work for me. Like I hate wearing dresses. I cannot stand it. And I mean, some of that might be a little bit trauma related. We can get to that another day, but like, I don't like them. And when I had them, I just, it didn't, I don't, I don't know. It didn't feel like me or like, I need a yellow shirt or like a yellow dress. And then I learned that that color is terrible on me. And it's just like, no wonder I felt off in this. So it's like, yeah, I think it's a great place to dive off. Um, but you really have to listen to your gut, I think, and in terms of like what you think works and what doesn't. And, and I, I agree with you that the essence and like the way you stand and the way you carry yourself are all signals to be like, yeah, this is right versus not. Do you think some people, is this like this, this argument or this question that we had like in our listed topics, it made me think of the question, like, does leadership, it's like the same thing. Like, can a person, can a leader, can leadership be learned or is it an inherent, do you think some people are just inherently more stylish or just have this like inherent uh, instinct on putting things on their body that they just naturally look good in, feel great in? Like, do you think that's a thing? Either of you thoughts? I think some people just, it's, it doesn't feel like work to them. It feels, mm. it just comes naturally. But I think it's something that you can definitely teach yourself to a certain level. I feel like it's with anything that the more you practice it, the more it will feel more, it will feel easier the more you practice it. And I think like if you, and I say this uh, to clients as well, like especially if it's virtual clients where I obviously I'm not in front of their wardrobes, they have a lot of homework to do after the session. Like I have a lot of ideas, but you need to do the work and it will take work. Like in order for something to change, you need to change something. So in that sense, I do think that it can be like, you can definitely teach yourself. But I do also think that for some others, it, it comes more naturally. I think so too. I think it's like, it, I don't know if it's like tuned into like your creativity or like your experience and maybe even your level of confidence. I'm going to allow myself. Maybe even like um, interest as well. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Some people like style, but they're not that in, like some people hate shopping, for example, but they love the way they feel when they're wearing something mm -hmm. stylish. Um, but it's just not an interest for them. But for me, like style, when I see someone who I feel is stylish, it's it's this like, we're going to go back to that word. It's this essence. It's this like cool, like, you know, it almost, it's not so much like the clothes, but it's like, oh, this girl knows herself or this person knows themselves. And they just threw this on and they walked out the door and it's like, oh, I want that. So it's like, it's not the, it's not necessarily like the trench or the shoes or the bag or whatever. It's like the vibe, it's the vibe that I want. Yeah. It's the fact that effortless style isn't really about the aesthetics. It's something that you achieve when you're you're at that level where you get, like you mentioned, you get dressed with more ease. Yeah. So like, and I think that takes effort, like looking effortless Paradoxically, takes effort. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, takes practice, yeah. takes practice. Yeah. Agree. So then how do you feel about um, these um, style rules, the do's and the don'ts and the no white after Labor Day and... Cena, <laughs> you take that one away. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, like I like the idea of them, like because Alyssa, like you mentioned, we want like 
we want mm. answers like we want the guidelines we wanted to we want some tools that can help guide us and make things easier but i think we've reached a point like a level right now where fashion do's and don'ts and styling certain items do's and don'ts it's almost becoming a little bit it has like the opposite effect because it's like okay well how can i wear that item then like i feel like it becomes a little bit too restricted sometimes it's like I talk a lot about versatility and trying out new things and like, um, you know, in general, like with, with slow fashion, I feel like that's what people talk about and return to all the time, like buying items or you, you know, looking at whatever items you have in your wardrobe as something that you can wear many possible different ways and, you know, exploring, being creative. Whereas I feel like the, the, the style rules or the, the do's and don'ts, sometimes they restrict you more than they actually help you. That's, that's how I feel. A hundred percent, because I think, um, I think that ex- the experimentation is where you learn the most. So it's almost like if you are completely skipping that step of trying something together with X and Y, then you are missing out on so much learning and experimentation and just the visual cue like oh this doesn't look good why don't I like it oh I'm not gonna do this again or like so you're 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 missing out on such a fun fun part of getting dressed so I think you yeah exactly like you said it it is very restrictive and I think it can be like I think experimentation and testing that's all part of the creative process and if you skip it you're going to end up kind of just having this sort of prescribed like pre-prescribed way of getting dressed I really love the you made a post the other day Alyssa where you wrote something about when your work is done when you've taught people how to actually do it themselves yeah like when they don't have to hire me anymore exactly yeah exactly (laughs) Um, I really like that because it's like buy money it's (laughs) like when you when you rely so heavily on like fashion do's and don'ts and style do's and don'ts Mm -hmm. it's like you you become almost addicted to the validation of someone else instead Mm -hmm. of just like owning it and trying things out for yourself Mm -hmm. yeah yeah a hundred percent I think it's like also like when I don't know when you guys if you've ever experienced this getting dressed it's like oh but this is this is too this and this is bunching here and this isn't right Mm -hmm. and I feel like when we adhere to these do's and don'ts like religiously like that I think it just amplifies what's wrong with the outfit as opposed to what you're liking what you're vibing with and what's right about it because yeah, to me, it's another form of perfectionism. And like, it's so not fun, as you say, Alyssa, like the creative process and the fun part about like getting dressed should be fun. Fashion should be fun. And it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. no, I'm getting up and like, oh, my loafers don't match my belts. Like, <laughs> this is wrong. And now I look like shit. Like, I just, I, you know, but like, it's, you know, and we, <laughs> my mind will go there and lean into an extreme like that. And it's like, that sucks the life out of the experience. Yeah, I mean, again, like I like them to a certain extent. And sometimes I definitely do see the difference and I get new ideas, which I think is great for like styling. Um, but yeah, I, I totally mm-hmm. agree. Like it, it, if it gets to that point where it just kills the creativity, then it's not really working out. Are there any rules that you find work a lot of the time for most clients that you guys work with? 
I think for me, I have a lot of clients who are like, um, like struggling feeling underdressed or like feeling, um, like I think a lot of people can relate to my style of dressing and I'm definitely like a casual style personality. And I think a lot of people who are more casual sometimes struggle with feeling a little bit too casual and a little bit too underdressed. Um, and I, I feel like this is something I meet a lot. I think it's very like figuring out how to balance what you're wearing. And I think you can kind of um, apply that to any kind of style, like whatever, how, however you like dressing. Um, so for me, like, I feel it's not so much a rule, but it's just like a guideline um, of like, okay, if I'm dr dressing really like casually, maybe adding one or two slightly dressier elements to the outfit is something that can really like make me feel like I've done a little bit more of an effort. I feel like that one always works for me. Um, and I feel like it, it works for a lot of my clients as well. But, you know, it, it, it totally depends um, on your lifestyle as well, I would say. Because you can make a ca even a casual outfit can look quite cool. Um, if you're like considered about um, if you're being more considered about the accessories or jewelry or there are many ways you can you can work with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a great question. Alyssa, I feel like you talk a lot about friction and creating friction in styling and in outfits. And I think this would be a great, if we're talking about rules and learning something about style, I feel like this is a great takeaway um, if you want to evolve and expand your style. And I think it, it kind of also piggybacks off of what Sina was just talking about. Yeah. Like the balancing, like, yeah, I never know whether to use the word balance or tension, but I think I yeah, it's just about yeah using that that tension. So mixing styles, mixing silhouettes. You're right. That's probably a rule that holds true for most. But it's almost like one that you can bend or manipulate depending on the person. Almost. So it's like it's so general that you know, it doesn't matter the person's body type or their style or their lifestyle or whatever. It's just like, look for the tension, add some tension if you want, if you want more interest. I feel like I guess the first rule, it's almost like a little decision tree. It's like, do I want a more harmonious look or do I want a more like interesting and dynamic look? I think that's like a pretty solid rule. Like make up your mind, like what direction do you want to go first? that's kind of a good one. Cause again, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't, there, there are no, all the variables are yours to fill in after that. And then, uh, yeah. And then if you want a more harmonious look, try and use balance like that harmony, which you know, you're so good at doing too, like creating this like beautiful, like it's a like visual harmony whether it's balancing silhouettes or balanced proportions so that the eye is like, ah, this is very like relaxing. Or if you want that dynamic, that's where you add the tension, like with, you know, something a bit kooky, something a bit unexpected, like, I don't know, like a really structured fancy handbag with a pair of sweats. And it's like, Ooh, interesting. And that's, that's where the tension comes in kind of. So I think, and I think those are general enough to kind of apply. Yeah. Yeah, I agree too. I think that's, and I think it just takes away the like, you know, oh, my body type is this, therefore I can't wear these things. And like, oh, my color palette is this. And so I can't wear this color. And it's just like, 
it takes away a lot of the barriers and like the can't haves, um, which I think it's like, it's so easy to get hung up on. And it's, it's so it, to me, it's like a mindset shift, like learning style and learning to expand it and be creative is to be, it takes, it takes a shift in like your language and how you approach getting dressed every day. Ooh, yes. And I think too, the, the question of time comes in because we're talking a lot about we're talking a lot about oh the creative process you have to try things and you have to test and but like that that requires time like when you're I don't know I, I'm not a mom but Sina you could probably relate like when you're heading to daycare and you've got like a client waiting and you have all these things like you don't have time to experiment like now is not the time for experiment you know so it's almost like maybe that's why so many people crave the rules and crave the that structure because there's a lack of time. But I do think that's where maybe I just think it's important to be aware of how important uh, and how critical taking the time, even if it's like 15 minutes on a weekend or the night before. We kind of talked about this, I think, already. In a... Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a lot like even a little bit every day is better than mm -hmm. never doing it. But I, th but I think you're right. Like it's what scares people off is that they have to like maybe sometimes it's easier to like just scroll through your phone and order something new and fresh and exciting than having to like get up and like, you know, like stand in front of your closet and actually like doing, you know, having a a, a dress up uh, in front of your wardrobe. Like maybe sometimes it's, it's just easier to not do that. Um, but it's like kind of, it's about like kind of breaking out of that habit. Yeah, because I think that's when it becomes, that's when the whole we wear 20% of our clothes 80% of the time comes in when you do have these time constraints and you have these like go-to outfits, whether it be super casual or your uniform, which I am a proponent of a style uniform, but we can get into that into another episode. But um, for me, like the number one habit that helped me learn my personal style. It helped me with my shopping. It helped me now decide like new things I want to bring in. And that was just getting dressed. And like, I don't plan my outfits the night before or anything. It's like all very mood driven and like kind of grab and go, but that's something that I had to learn. That's a muscle that I had to build. And, um, yeah, just, I think you're right. We underestimate the value and the importance of time to develop these things. Yeah. I like how you mentioned though. Um, yeah. Like it's, I think it is like, I say this on the channel, like creativity is a muscle. So as you said, Christina, the more you do it, then the easier it does come. You learn it. Then you don't need to, then you, you need those rules less and less because you just know what will work, what won't. You still look good. It takes a while to get there though. Yeah. And I think like experimenting with the rules is like, it's a way to start. And then for a while for me, like when I stick to those rules, I'm like, that's when I start to notice that I get bored. Um, so, mm. and like, instead of immediately defaulting to shopping for something new, it's like, okay, well, why don't I try breaking these rules now? Why don't I try like changing, doing something different with this outfit, whether it be like, okay, I've got my, my belt and my shoes are matching, but I'm going to do a totally weird contrasting bag or like I'm wearing like all sweats, but I'm going to throw on a bunch of super cool, like layered jewelry that makes no sense with this look, but it's a vibe. 
So it's like, Mm. that's, yeah, it's just fun ways to, like, you can start there and then evolve from that place. So just before we finish up, um, I want to ask you guys if there's something in particular that you learned the past week or so. Could be personal style or slow fashion or maybe style, like personal style now that that's what we're talking about today. I think, I mean, my, the thing that I learned was actually, it's not about personal style. It's like just sort of a random, it was more a thought and it has to do with like the slow fashion in general. It's, it's, it's more like an industry thing. It was just, um, I listened to a podcast, Conscious Life and Style, and uh, they interviewed Elizabeth Klein. Maybe this is a topic that we could, I don't know if it's on our list, but um And it was just a discussion around how uh, individual action in terms of slow fashion is really important, but systemic, she was really pushing for like why government involvement is so important in changing the industry, like the onus shouldn't all be on the consumer. And I've thought about this many times before, and I think it's a discussion we we should definitely have, Um, but what was interesting that they brought into the mix into this podcast episode was how she thought government kind of government regulation and policy came first, like above all, like that should really be our priority now if we want to get serious about, um, you know, changing the industry and whatnot, even more so than these like third party entities, like, you know, like the sustainable apparel coalition, like the guys that, that rank or that are trying to work on a global scale to regulate the industry. Like she, she was really, really pushing for this, this government action. Anyway, I found it to be a really, really interesting conversation. I know it has absolutely nothing to do with our conversation here today, but it was, it really has stuck out in my mind for the past week. So maybe I'll link that podcast episode in our show notes so that everyone can listen to it if they want. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does have a little bit to do with what we talk about generally, which is, you know, the consumption part. And I think, I think for me, I definitely see myself, obviously I, I'm like, Mm-hmm. in the industry because I'm a style coach and I work pretty closely with fashion and styling and stuff but I also just see myself as a consumer trying to do her best and I think a lot of our mm-hmm. listeners can really like relate to that um so what you mentioned about like the government like that part being so important and not just you know the consumers um like consumers mm-hmm. trying to do like or make perfect decisions I think that's really important yeah, to think that's about a good point There's so much working against us as individual consumers a lot of the time in terms of like advertising and trends and, um, you know, marketing. What do we, how many ads per day do we see that we don't even know we're seeing? So it's like, you know, we talk a lot about making the conscious decisions and like how we control what we can control, but there's, there's a lot being pushed at us that, um, won't change without some help I think from a from a bigger beast (laughs) Mm. yeah well said well guys I think we're gonna end it there it was a great discussion and I think the conclusion is yeah personal style can be learned 
Thank you so much for joining in our conversation this week. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple and leave us a rating and review. It's one of the best ways to support the Sustain This podcast at zero cost to you. We're also a community-led podcast, so if you have any questions for us, topic requests, or even guests you want to hear from, please send us a DM on Instagram at sustainthis underscore podcast. We read all of our comments and look forward to hearing from you. We hope you join us again next Tuesday, where we'll talk about so much more than clothes. Ciao!